Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Here in Greer, the official podcast of the city of Greer. This is Steve Owens along with you, and my usual co-host, Ayla Fitzpatrick, is actually in the guest chair today. So welcome, Ayla. Yeah, thanks for having me in the hot seat today. Ayla's our uh, new community and media outreach coordinator with the city. You know her more as co-host of Here in Greer. She wears a lot of hats here and comes to us from a television background. But rather than me talking about that, why don't you tell us your background? Uh, Well, Steve, I was in uh, broadcast journalism for almost 10 years before making the switch over to what we like to call the dark side. Um, So I'm originally from upstate New York, uh, did a couple stints in uh, broadcast journalism at a couple stations in New York, also worked in Louisiana, most recently uh, was here with WSPA Channel 7 in Spartanburg as their weekend anchor, and now I'm here in Greer. Folks may remember you as Ayla Ferrone. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, recently married, now Ayla Fitzpatrick, came to work at the city a week later, and it, it's all been unicorns and rainbows since then. I mean, truly. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from the news media, it's um, changed a lot in the 40 years I've been in this business. Uh, I started in newspaper work, came over to communications and PR uh, after about five years. It was a pretty easy progression there, but we're seeing it more and more now. Uh, And I think the way the media has changed, you look at it and... You know, it's not quite the same anymore. What what made you decide this was the right time to make that jump? Well, I think a lot of the difference that's come with the news media since everyone, you know, basically has a computer in their hand all the time is that instant gratification of getting the news when you want it. So a lot of people aren't waiting until, you know, four, five, six in the afternoon to get their news. They've already seen it on Twitter, social media, whatever platform they enjoy to receive that on. So I think a lot of that has changed what news media is. And I got into journalism because I love storytelling. I love meeting new people, hearing their stories, and learning about who they are at their core. I think that that's something that made this job really attractive to me was that I could continue doing that and have kind of a more realistic schedule that allows me to build a family and be home at night and be home on the weekends and things like that. So it was just the right time, right place, right job. And those skills obviously translate well to the city work. You get to tell the stories, but they're not necessarily the the stories that would be leading on, on a on a typical newscast. This is true. I was just talking to a gentleman down at our food truck rollout last night, and we were just talking about how I had made the switch, and he was asking me questions, giving me his insight, and I said, although you get a thrill being on the breaking news of the day in broadcast journalism, it is also very nice and refreshing to not have to be there on the worst day of people's lives anymore and instead be there maybe on one of the best days of their week or, you know, even in the best hour of their day and talk about things that really make a difference to a community like Greer and then on the other side of my job kind of help push that along and get people more involved in their local government. Yeah, I think everybody who's worked in media has a story like that. I remember working at the newspaper back in the dark ages and Mm -hmm. I, I was following our fire department around down in Lawrence 
and I was taking pictures of a house fire. And the next thing I knew, I felt this tug on my back. And a little boy, probably five years old, said, why are you taking pictures of our house burning oh. down? And it's like, okay, I need to find a new job. <laughs> yeah, There's a new career path out there somewhere, and I need to jump it's in. It's hard it. not to bring that stuff home with you, too, and, and have it weigh on you. So it's really nice to feel like I'm making a difference in a similar way, but also not have kind of the weight of the world on me anymore. And we're very lucky to have you. Tell us a little bit about your duties and responsibilities here in your new position. Okay, well, a lot of people ask me that, and my answer is usually, if it's no one else's job, it's my job. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of what I've discovered here. But uh, day to day, I do a lot of our social media work. I'll make graphics and put them out there for, you know, whatever events or activities we have coming up here in Greer. Um, Do a lot of work with making sure, you know, the police department and the fire department get what they're doing out there because they kind of have their own me as well over in their departments. But uh, they do look to us for help with that sometimes. I write um, a lot of the press releases that are going out. um, And I also coordinate news media when they're looking for interviews, which is kind of a weird thing for me since I was on the other side of it. Now, you know, being the coordinator for those kinds of things. Um, In addition to all of that, I'm also responsible for the Neighborhood Services Program here in Greer, which organizes things like recycling pickups and our upcoming Civics Academy. One of the things you've really upgraded here with the city with the communications office is the social media. Uh, talk a little bit about how people can follow us and, and the sort of things they may be interested in. Yeah, well, we're on all social media platforms as City of Greer. So you can find us on Facebook by searching City of Greer. Find us on Twitter at City of Greer, Instagram at City of Greer, and also my new favorite, TikTok at City of Greer, where it's a little bit less of the serious stuff and a little bit more of the the fun stuff that does happen, believe it or not, here in local government. You, you never are quite sure what you're going to see on the tickety talk. That's one thing I've learned. Listen, in the last we get a of lot months. of interaction and, you know, that's what it's all about. That's a way to reach a crowd that we don't necessarily reach and doesn't ordinarily show a lot of interest in city government. Absolutely. So they see we are people. We love to have a good time. And, you know, if they're coming out to, to Freedom Blast or another festival. They'll say, hey, I remember seeing so-and-so on TikTok. Yeah, Steve Owens. He's the star. Well, just <laughs> of a singing, couple of them. Singing and dancing, that's all I do. <laughs> you know, I like to do the little two-step. So what's it been like so far for you making the move from from journalism to to the dark side, as you call it? It's definitely been an adjustment. Um, it's there's a lot of things that took getting used to that are good things, but we're still a lot different than what I've dealt with, you know, over the last ten years being in a, a specific newsroom. Um, one of those things is I work Monday through Friday before, obviously, as the weekend anchor, you know, weekend is a big part of that. So we might be able to arrange some more weekend work um, in there if you want. I think I'm okay. Okay. I'll wait. I'll wait until Freedom Blast next year and I'll work that weekend. How's that sound? Okay. That's a a deal. (laughs) So having a, a very normal schedule now, which is something that I've never experienced in my professional life, allowing me to, you know, be home for dinner and actually make plans with my friends and go to a happy hour, which is something I had never really experienced before because, you know, again, the news goes four, five, six, and then by the time I get out, you know, that's all over. So that's been an adjustment. Um, the other thing is the kind of pump and dump of 
knowledge that is necessary in news. You know, you become an expert in one thing for one day. You kind of internalize all of that. You tell the story and then you forget about it. So in my role now, it's a lot of retaining that information and keeping a schedule and kind of bringing that through more than just, you know, a 24-hour cycle and extending it, you know, maybe a couple of days, a week, a month, or, or even through the entire year. Um, and then the final thing that I think Joel and I have both recognized is that you can take your time on a project. You have the time and you have the resources to make it perfect and make it exactly what you want to do because you set your deadlines. The newscast doesn't. So that's something that's been really great to kind of expand the creativity that I think just by the nature of the industry news doesn't really allow. Yeah, you mentioned Joel. That, of course, is Joel Eves, the third member of our communications department here. You and he teamed for, what, about two years? Two and a half years. Two and a yep. half years. So you're used to working together now, doing great work again for the city. Uh, I want everyone to kind of check out our, our YouTube Oh, page. we're on YouTube, too. That's yeah, the one I forgot. YouTube is great. Joel's been doing a lot of work right now. Uh, we've got a blood drive coming up next mm-hmm. Thursday at the time of this recording. Uh, went over to the Blood Connection, did some interviews with them, a little shot shot some really colorful video very red it's okay (laughs) but uh you know it's nice to have that team in place here now and to know that you know we can do what we need to do to get the city's word out without necessarily having to rely on the media absolutely and it's interesting because we already worked so well together so we're doing something very similar that we used to but also growing together as a team kind of being able to do those more creative things. So that's a fun part of it too. Now coming from the media, uh, is there anything that you had been looking from the outside in that you now know looking from the inside out that really surprised you about city government? Well, I think one thing that people don't necessarily realize, and you kind of learn this depending on what cities you cover in the news media, is how a city like Greer works where you have a city administrator and a mayor. I come from a part of the country where most mayors that I dealt with were strong mayors, meaning that they did kind of the job of both what our mayor does and the city administrator. But here those roles are kind of split, and it's interesting to see from the inside who kind of takes on what responsibilities and who makes more sense to be the face of, you know, this event versus this issue that's happening and seeing it all work from the inside. It makes a lot more sense than uh, just explaining it from an outsider's perspective. Yeah. And we've, we've been talking a little bit. We did some training on, uh, active shooters mm-hmm. and other disaster responses and, and how we need to be prepared as a city for that to get the word out. Who's going to make the statements? Who's going to, to work with the media to do this? And those are things I don't think many people think about in advance, but you've got to have that plan. Yeah, and I think one of the great things about the city of Greer is that everyone here works very collaboratively together. There's a lot of ideas that are being tossed around and, you know, sometimes they don't always work out, but everyone listens. And I think that's what makes us feel like such a home for a lot of people because, you know, there is a conversation that's going on to figure out what is the best thing for the people who live here. And even if the outcome may not be what, you know, someone living in the city wants, I think they can take kind of solace in knowing that those conversations were had and those ideas were talked about and we came to the conclusion you know whoever those players at the table are for that specific issue 
they came together and they found what was best for everyone. Yeah, and speaking about making an impact in the community, you mentioned neighborhood services mm-hmm. as a part of your new responsibilities. Tell us a little bit about that program. It began in the 2020, which was not a good time to start anything <laughs> nationally, internationally, it doesn't matter. Uh, we had a neighborhood services coordinator who was here for about a year, uh, struggled with attendance, obviously, everything that was at that time. Uh, we did as much as we could online and had some attendance in person. But as we've come out of that, uh, that COVID-19 period, uh, what do you see ahead for the, for the neighborhood services program? Well, I think you make a good point saying, you know, kind of started at an inopportune time, but my predecessor did lay a lot of groundwork that is allowing me to kind of jump right in and not have to do a lot of behind the scenes planning. You know, she already did that kind of built a roadmap for me. And now I'm able to just go out and do the things for the community that they want. So the number one um, goal of neighborhood services is to make sure that people in the community are getting the help they need from the right department, having their questions answered by the right people and kind of learning a little bit more how they can be proactive in these things in their communities rather than just reactive. So part of that is uh, we just had a great litter pickup in um, the Sunnyside area and also on Valentine Lane. Um, We had about 30 people come out for that. And that was a really exciting thing that we organized along with um, CPW and one of our council people, um, people came out to a community that they don't normally hang out in or visit and they did something great to help beautify it. And it was a great way for me to also meet people in the community, in that community. And, you know, those who came in from the outside. And it helps so much for people in their neighborhoods to be proactive. Uh, it's one thing to wait for somebody to say, wow, I wish they would organize a litter pickup here, but realizing that they can can send you an email, pick up the phone, give you a call and say, can we coordinate something in our neighborhood? Definitely. And that's what I'm here for as far as the neighborhood services sides of things go. You know, I'm a liaison essentially between the people in the community and whatever it need, whatever it is that they need from the city. So they can email me anytime at neighbors at cityofgreer.org. You know, if you want to introduce yourself, I'm here for that. If you have a problem you think I can help you fix, you know, reach out to me. And if I'm not the person to fix it, I'll find the person who you do need to talk to about it. And if you want to do a litter pickup or you just want some community outreach, maybe from some of our police officers or whatever you think will make your community, your neighborhood better, I'm here to help you with that. And it's all about taking pride in your neighborhood. You know, when people are excited about their neighborhood and they drive through and they see all these great things, they're more likely to keep those things nice for themselves and for the people who live around them. And that's just really what we want to expand all across the city of Greer. Yeah, when curbside recycling was discontinued at the beginning of the month, uh, there were a lot of questions. You My were right there. Topic. You were there for them. You answered everything. We had resources on the web page. And I think that went so much more smoothly when people realized that the, the lines of communication are open. Uh, this is something that was mentioned in advance. A lot of people didn't pay attention to it in advance. But suddenly when they're recycling containers out at the at the curb and it's not mm-hmm. getting picked up, you know, why? So you're there for the answers. Well, now you're exposing me because I was telling people on Facebook that I was Batman. And now you're exposing me as Bruce Wayne. I'm here to pull back the curtain. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's what that's what we're here to do on here in Greer. We just we have no secrets, so we're going to be transparent as a government. Absolutely, and that's what we're going to do. And if people want to learn more about what we do in the city of Greer, there's great opportunity coming up. Correct. Absolutely. Registration is open right now for our Civics Academy. It is a great program. It is totally free, eight weeks long. Essentially, participants will get to hear from people within every single department here in the city, explain, you know, exactly what their department does, maybe what their department doesn't do, and exactly how they can help residents get the most out of their local government. So again, it's a free eight-week-long course. Registration's open now um, through August 23rd. We may extend that a little bit uh, if people do have some interest, but there are limited spots. So if you're interested, um, make sure to head to the city website and sign up for that. You can also find the link for that registration on all of our social media accounts. Uh, Classes start on September 15th and run through November 3rd. They'll be held on Thursday evenings from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. That uh, schedule is also on the city website at those links on our social media accounts if you want to find out more. And again, if you have any questions about it and you're trying to figure out if this is right for you or not, you can always email me at neighbors at cityofgreer.org. One of the great things about the Civics Academy is people often wait until they have a problem Mm -hmm. and then they'll come to the city and say, well, I didn't know about this or who can help me with this. This enables residents and you did say it's free, right? Totally free, free, yeah. And it's a it's a great thing, like you said, for people to kind of empower themselves and take a proactive approach to their communities. I mean, you brought up the recycling change of services as an example, and, you know, we put that out there in every way that is our responsibility to do, and we put it out on social media, and we probably put it out more than we actually were required to, and there were still people who said that they weren't aware of it. So a class like this empowers people to know where and when to look for these things instead of finding out because they didn't know where to look for them and then be unhappy with the result after it's already put in place. And you'll get to meet everyone from the mayor, Rick Danner, to the administrator, uh, Andy Merriman, to right down to the lowly communications department. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. That is us. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. Also, some other great department heads like Ruthie Helms and Ann Cunningham with our Parks, Recreation, and Tourism Department. So Police uh, and Fire. Yep, the people who make it work. And uh, some of those courses will actually be held at those departments' locations, too, for for police and fire. They'll have them at the departments there, which will be a really cool way for people to see an inside look at what they do. Yeah, I think people will, will find out that they're well ahead of their neighbors if they come to the Civics Academy and 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 make it through the eight-week program and say, you know, this, is, this was fantastic. Yeah, and it's also about, you know, those people who go through the program then taking that knowledge back to their communities and kind of becoming advocates for what we do here in the city. Because, you know, we're only so many people here, you know, on the third floor trying to get that information out there. So if we have advocates who understand what's going on and know where to look and know what to do and know who to call, it just makes everyone's life a lot easier. And the police department's motto, policing is a partnership, I think extends to everything in the city. I would agree. The police does have a um, police citizens academy. The fire department has a fire citizens academy. Uh, Our building and development standards department is now looking at architects and contractors, developers uh, for a development academy Mm -hmm. coming up 
this fall. Uh, so the opportunities are out there. It's, it's up to folks to come say, I want to take advantage of that. I want to learn a, bit, a little bit more about the community in which I live and, and how our municipal government serves us. And I think that's something that sets the city of Greer apart maybe from other local cities of our size in the upstate is that we are really committed to being accessible to our citizens and making sure that they have a say and they have a part in kind of what we're doing. I think all of uh, city council and some of our other podcast guests have mentioned, you know, how Greer is growing so quickly and, and that we want to have that intentional growth. And if that's something that you want to be a part of, these are some great opportunities to get an inside look and, you know, become an active member in your community. Well, the best citizens are engaged community citizens and knowledgeable citizens. I think if they do that, come out to council meetings. If you can't watch them uh, in person, we do stream those mm-hmm. on YouTube. Uh, so, so get involved, find out a little bit more about what's going on in your community and, and, and take an interest in it. Contact your council members and they're the ones that often give us direction mm-hmm. on how we can do our jobs better. And that all starts with the community. So we look forward to seeing more people around and certainly at the Civics Academy, if not that, at litter pickups and and everything else going on that you, Ayla Fitzpatrick, are coordinating. I, I sure try. I sure try, Steve. Um, and for, for just to reiterate to people, if they do want to know what's going on, they want links in where we're featured in, you know, websites or magazines, any academies that we have going on, the blood drive, uh, our latest podcasts, any of that, you can find all of that on our social media links. Uh, we usually link directly to them in our Facebook post, but we also have a link tree on our Instagram where you can kind of go through and find all of those latest things that we've done. Um, obviously our website and so on and so forth. We are on the internet. Google us. You'll find us. Yep. Follow the City of Greer on social media, www.cityofgreer.org. The O-R-G is important in that. A lot of people are going com or .gov, but we are an O-R-G. And again, what's that email if people want to reach out? Yeah, if they want to reach out, talk to me, just introduce themselves, have any questions or need some direction, they can email neighbors at cityofgreer.org. That's neighbors with an S on the end of it. Ayla Fitzpatrick, our Community and Media Outreach Coordinator with the City of Greer. Thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. And in in case anyone was wondering, I think I was told I have the second longest title in the city. So that's something Um, I wear with pride. I'm trying to think of anyone who... beat you right now. I can't think of anyone. Uh, Ruthie Helms had a pretty big one because she was also building official and department head of building and development standards. Oh, wow. Can that even fit on a business card? And was our ADA coordinator until this spring. Wow. Yeah, she's she's very busy. Anyway, I wear that badge with pride. And, (laughs) And you should. You do a great job. Thank you again for joining us and everyone. Join us again on the next edition of Here in Greer, the official podcast of the city of Greer. Until then, take care of each other, and we'll see you on the next show.